Welcome to the Benzo Rehab Dungeon. Uh, this is a special international talk with one of our listeners uh, slash a, uh, a scholar in his own right. Uh, his name is Tristan. He's from Australia. And uh, we're very happy to have him on the show. Uh, we're going to be doing a little bit of talking about uh, colonialism and some other related topics. Um, joining me, as always, is uh, co-host Denko Suvin. Still me. Still here. Um so we're excited to kick this off. Uh, Tristan, go ahead and uh, introduce yourself however you feel fit. Okay. Hi, everyone. Yeah. Um, it's Tristan. I'm such, uh, I feel, am I the first uh, fan to be on the show? Uh, I, I wouldn't consider you a fan so much as a colleague. Oh, there you okay, go. That's great. The, the, the first, <laughs> yeah, the first fan that we don't beautifully <laughs> regularly sleep with. I, I believe you're the first. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not, you haven't reached the groupie phase yet. Uh, no, uh, I believe you're the first uh, person that we're doing one of these kind of kind of dedicated talks to, or not dedicated to you necessarily, but uh, a subject that you wanted to talk to us about um and and have an understanding with and you know we're going to kind of compare our two countries and contrast them in some ways um so this is this is a series that i've kind of wanted to do for a while in general uh just to have talks with you know the the international uh the international leftist so to speak um Maybe maybe you don't Your necessarily. Huge fan base. Yeah, our, our gigantic <laughs> fan base of like maybe three people now. The the listener is yeah, uh, composed as like a mycelium network. It's one I, giant. I strongly being. identify with the listener. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I feel like you're talking about me. You're you're one of the fruiting heads um, yeah. off of the giant mushroom. It's it's good that you're able to parasocially uh, relate to us like that. That's. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I, I wanted to, so I'm uh, broadcasting from or connecting uh, from what the colonizer called Brisbane, uh, but is uh, its original and true name is Mianjin. And I just wanted to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land that I'm speaking from, the Yagra and Thurbal people. I pay my respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. Their sovereignty over this land was never ceded, just like all lands in so-called Australia. It always was and always will be Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander land. Now I'm going to do my best to give an honest account of race relations in so-called Australia, but obviously I'm not a First Nations person and encourage any First Nations people listening to get in touch with Mike and I'm sure he'll be uh, stoked to have you on. Absolutely. So I thought I might just give a brief description of, of what um, calling Australia for what it is. Um, and this is from Indigenous X, uh, Indigenous um, media website. And this is um, written by Luke Pearson, a Gamilaroi man, who's the founder and CEO of the website. So <clears throat> I'm just going to read this and then we can, we can go from there. Um, Australia is, and also this is uh, for any of uh, my friends that are going to listen uh, that also share this continent with me, I'd like you to, to, to think about uh, this statement. 
Australia is a racist country that is very uncomfortable with the fact that it is born of blood and murder, the theft of land and the attempted genocide of its sovereign people. All of the descendants of the invaders shield their eyes and ears with chants of, not my fault, I didn't hurt anyone, I was born here. The fact remains, all non-Indigenous people who are here now benefit from the theft of the land of over 200 nations of sovereign people and the 228 years of massacres, murders, slavery, rape, genocidal and oppressive policies. The failure to call out not just overt racist comments, but oppressive institutions, white privilege, or prejudicial application of supposedly impartial measures is racism. To call it anything else is just playing politics. All right. Very well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't feel like I have necessarily anything that I could possibly add to that, but I will, I will say there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of parallels, I think, in, in the, uh, <laughs> you know, the, the mindset of the colonizer to, uh, you know, sh shrug off that, that, you, you know, the, not necessarily the responsibility, but, um, the, like the hegemonic historical power. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's a better way of putting it than I was probably going to put it. Um, just, you know, you know, you know, it, it's not my fault. You know, uh, we, we hear a lot here, you know, I never owned any slaves. So why should I have to, you know, help pay reparations? Um, that sort mm. of thing. Uh, I, th I think that's that's probably typical across, you know, all colonized nations, uh, the, the colonizers. You know, there's there's the the first generation of them probably, and then you know the second generation says, well, you know, I didn't do all that stuff. You know, I didn't I didn't drag your family out and kill them and dump them in a ditch. You know, that's that's on me. I didn't do any of that. I'm just here chilling, bro. And and you know they they refuse to accept uh, uh, not not necessarily responsibility, but you know just this the the basic fact of their their privilege born out of that historical context. You know. Yeah, they're, they're continuing to benefit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, 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 and well, I mean, if you think about it, they, they've essentially pilfered resources, right? And so whatever resources they're, they're living off of in that land belong to uh, a different, you know, you could even say maybe a different ruling class, uh, whether or not that was the case with uh, uh, the native people of Australia. Um, you know the 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 colonizers have kind of stepped in and and now they're they're using and appropriating those resources of the land yeah like and that yeah please go on oh sorry i was just gonna uh say um that's why it's it's a it's a phrase you'll often hear and it's kind of like a, a, a you know a, it's speaking a basic truth but it's somehow uh controversial in our modern politics that you know, always was, always will be Aboriginal land. And that, that applies to the continent in its entirety mm. and also the Torres Strait Islands. Um, and people seem to understand that when, um, you know, the Nazis invaded France, it didn't stop being France. Right. Well, that's because they, somehow, they took it from other white people. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. In a certain sense, I mean, that, that is kind of why it's still regarded as France and not, you know, German territory uh, in a lot of ways, I think. I mean, another really interesting example would be the kind of superposition of the way. And this isn't going to be a joke about Italians, I promise. <laughs> but the, the way that. Uh, depending on what kind of political movement you're in, you can choose to identify 
Italy as still being Rome in a new body uh, or as being Italy, right? Uh, Like, say, the fascists did. Uh, Because the fact that they can still choose to identify with some previous uh, identity of the country, uh, this this blood in the soil, right? Uh, Or you can choose to not identify with that, but but you have choice in these settings uh, versus Mm -hmm. in situations like in either of our countries, uh, the US or in uh, Australia, where that choice is not afforded to the people who actually have a historical standing. Well, and you know, another, go ahead, go ahead, sorry. I was just going to say, and the, and, and the practice of genocide renders democracy, mm. or quote unquote democracy. <laughs> yeah, that kind of uh, puts a little crimp in it. Because, right. Yeah, there's the, such a small, um, you know, as a result of that genocide, such a small um, percentage of the population. So their electoral um, power, beyond all the other systemic um, uh, opposition to, to their sovereignty, just as, as voters, you know, yep. um, they're a small group. Maybe we Sorry. can get uh, liberals to care about genocide <laughs> by calling it something like genetic gerrymandering. Oh, there we go. Yeah. We, we have to make it into a process argument. Yeah. I think um, if, if Kamala Harris wears stop genocide shoes, like shoes with stop genocide written on them. <laughs> I'm, just I'm like glad that. Maybe. Oh, I guess you probably you probably listened to that episode of the podcast where we talked about the fact that people are freaking out about our shoes. I was like, I'm, I'm glad that that's yeah. like so prominent that even Australians are hearing about it. But well, it's happened twice now, hasn't it? Uh, probably not. Probably yeah, not. No, no, no. People are freaked out uh, because she because she wore a Converse and then she wore uh, fake ass Tims. Fake ass Tims. Which uh, oh, which no. which white liberals couldn't identify even if you had like pointed out all the, the differences way, to them. Mike. Yeah. Please note that I'm wearing real ass Tims. He is wearing real ass Tims, but they Thank are you. the uh, the black kind i'm gonna run for president yeah he's gonna run for president. <laughs> you're gonna run you. in those no, things no. i wouldn't run in those things no, no. Um, they're heavy yeah. so i was gonna say you know on, on the subject of electoralism uh that's a, that's a very interesting point to bring up because uh you know I have Native American ethnic heritage. Uh, I didn't I didn't grow up culturally in, you know, a, a tribe or anything like that. And so, you know, I, I kind of understand a lot of it as an outsider. But uh, one, of, one of the things I've done recently is is try to, you know, kind of reconnect with with not not necessarily a cultural like uh, involvement with it. But, you know, understanding from from the perspective of, uh, you know, a, a tribe what's going on in America. And we brought up before, before we started recording while we were just kind of getting everything together, the, uh, the Dakota access pipeline mm. and you know, the, 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 the media covered it, but not in the, not nearly in the same way that they're covering like the black lives matter protests oh, no. or anything like that. And I'm not saying that it's, that it's wrong that they covered it. It's wrong that they covered the Dakota access pipeline less than what they're, they're covering black lives matter, black lives matter should be covered. And I'm not going to say anything otherwise. Um, but my point to that is that, you know, I, I think I've probably talked about it before on the podcast is the, the native american situation is is actually much worse than than the the african-american situation um the police brutality statistics for native american people is like i don't know 10 to 20 percent higher some something in that range it's pretty obscene and you know there's just there's no advocacy for it because there's there's such a small population left 
after you know hundreds of years of genocide uh that that there's there's no real you know uh i think every now and then somebody will throw out like a let's let's appreciate the native americans bill or something in, in the the senate but by and large there's no recognition of anything uh you know they're, they're talking about reparations for uh descendants of slaves which i think is great but i mean you don't hear a lot of of talk about reparations for native americans um and you know one, one of the the new uh it's sort of newish uh native american movements is called land back and that's just like your reply to everything like anytime a colonizer says something you just go land back bro um but uh where was it going oh so with the dakota access pipeline you know even even in that circumstance it wasn't a democratic process it was a court process in which of course the court sided with the uh the uh the corporation that was trying to build the Dakota access pipeline. So there wasn't, there wasn't any kind of legislative process to whether or not the the Dakota access pipeline could be built through their lands. It was just a given. And then when they resisted, it was thrown into the court system, which everybody, um, Oh, this meeting will end in 10 minutes. Speak faster. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not sure what that's about. (laughs) Um, is that huh. me or you? I don't. I'm not sure. I'm gonna close this, and uh, yeah, I'm not sure why it's uh, saying we have a, a limited amount of meeting time. Maybe maybe they've caught on to the fact that I'm using this for a podcast. Right. <laughs> uh, so we might have to briefly stop this and then and then restart well, it in a couple of minutes. <laughs> be- before before we're disconnected, uh, this this brings a thought to my head, and this will force me to be briefer than usual. But um, so I have complicated feelings about everyone's obsession with uh, representation being the most important thing in the world, right? Yeah, it's, it's um, not everything for sure. In, in media, at, at least. I mean, yeah. democratically, representation matters a little bit more. Uh, but there is something really particular about the type of representation and non-representation that occurs with First Nations people, in my experience, in, in, in American media, which is that you see African Americans with families and who are functioning, and they're they're coded as black, so there's still a lot of stuff going on there. But when you see Africa, sorry, when you see First Nations people, they're generally just coded as being explicitly cowboys versus Indians, the people that own the spooky burial ground that the white people's house is built on. It's very rarely. Uh, there's very rarely any kind of description of, of them as being people with families and, and interactions that are quote unquote normal. They're always coded as being mythological. And so I think that's one reason that they are politically disenfranchised so much because of the fact that people, uh, you know, white people in power uh, just think that they're not even real kind of. No. And, and I agree with that completely because, you know, I've, <clears throat> Anytime, not not anytime. Most of the time, when I'm talking to normal, regular, everyday people, not Don't you know, like brain, well, not like brain poison people that <laughs> that read theory all day or like think about this stuff all the time. You know, if if I ever mention that, you know, I, I've got you know that that background in in my genetic code or whatever. Uh, there's like one of two reactions like it's it's either they kind of view the Native American as like a savage entity. 
or as a noble savage entity or or as a noble like a like, fetishization yeah right. it's it's either savage or like a noble savage that like believes in like and and this is true for for some tribes but you know like the dream catcher stuff mm. and and like the the two wolves inside you that you need to feed or whatever and um all you know all this weird like spiritualism stuff that like maybe like I don't know the the shamanistic class of of Native Americans m- might have believed in, but like it wasn't the driving force of of uh, of you know the Native American uh, uh, society, so to speak. You know, the a lot of people think that that the Native Americans, you know, and and this is not shining too bright a light on on everything maybe but you know there's this concept that oh yes they lived as one with nature and all all this other sort of stuff and it's not necessarily true you know there there were there were native american cities and there was there was certain democratic institutions and non-democratic institutions that that functioned in the native american you know sphere and ultimately that um go ahead i was gonna say there's there's that desire to to associate European, you know, quote unquote, progress parameters with, with other people's kind of humanity. Right. And so Mm -hmm. people don't even, I think, and this applies to Australia as well. There's recently been a book published um, called Dark Emu or Black Emu, sorry, um, Mm. that goes into quite a lot of detail about um, First Nations people using domestic, like domesticating plants and um, irrigation and food storage and all these kind of like basically breaking the, hunter gatherer myth and it's it's seen as controversial you know and <laughs> and and the the white version of history is seen as non-controversial and then the right. people who um are actually just describing their own history is, are seen as kind of um lying uh, uh, basically yeah and that's that's <laughs> another know? thing um I haven't necessarily seen this too much with with Native Americans in the U.S., but uh, it especially happens with the view of the Native people of South America, um, where everything is comparative to to a European standard. So, you know, you've got like the the ancient Mayans or something like that, and you'll hear a documentary say something like, "And actually, the ancient Mayans had a irrigation system. <laughs> Isn't that neat? Isn't that wild that they had an irrigation system?" Well, it's like, yeah, so did Europe. That's that's a, a logical step in agriculture is to develop some some method of distributing water to the crops you want to grow. You know, it doesn't it doesn't. <clears throat> It, it, it's genius for its time, but you know, the, the way that it's framed is like, you wouldn't expect this from these, you know, savage natives, but they actually did have, you know, what, when is that ever said about like a European right. uh, uh, nation? Like, you but also, ne- and, and then, and then you've got European nations, like, uh, I don't know, is, is Ireland Euro- European technically? Sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Close like enough. they, they had the potato famine. So how good were they at agriculture? That was a genocide too, but yeah, that was a genocide. Yeah, that, no, I'm not. That was shit. I'm just being a shit. Right. Yes, uh, I'm being a shit. But there, you know, there's speaking of this this weird view of 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 history and progress. The the way that popular culture decides to describe and, and, you know, these people that, that choose to view first nations people as being savage or noble savages, it's all predicated on this idea that they can only identify with something that's hundreds of years old. Whereas if, if someone sits down with me and decides to 
start comparing me to a Viking or something, it's done in jest. <laughs> right. You know, no yeah. one actually comes up to me and says, oh, were you berserking this weekend? You know, because no. <laughs> and also, what's, what's the deal with like being a hunter gatherer makes you a savage, but um, practicing genocide right. and like actively poisoning, well, that, you know, yeah, families and like, that's not savage behavior. That, that's, that's something, that's something that I, I've noticed. And, and I, I assume this would probably apply to Australia in a lot of ways is that you, you have native people who, you know, weren't always at peace with each other. So it's, it's, and and that's where I hate this, this idea of like the savage noble thing. They weren't always at peace with each other. Then the native Americans fought little wars with each other and stuff like that. But then you have Europe coming in and Europe has spent hundreds of years really, really practicing how to kill each other oh, en yeah. masse. <laughs> and they're like really good at killing each other en masse. And so you, you know, you, you enter. They get so good. They have to stop and start killing other people. <laughs> that's essentially kind of what, what imperialism yeah. is they're in a lot of ways, right? Like a, they make an agreement. Like, let's stop fighting each other. Let's just, let's export our wars somewhere else. Yeah. Right. We'll all make more money. Well, I mean, I mean, there, there's a case to be made for that being like the actual situation where, you know, the, the, the wars of Europe kind of turned into like proxy wars and, and colonies that they were, they were having. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's, that's a big part of what, what happened with world war one is that a lot of this colonial power was a little tied up and complicated and then it became internalized and shit exploded at home. Yep. And then it happened again a few years later. Surprise. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> We've got. Totally agree. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna Two go minutes, ahead. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and stop it preemptively, and then we'll pick it back up in a second. So, all right, we are back from our uh, corporate sponsored break. Uh, thanks to Zoom. Um, <laughs> when we left off, we were talking about uh, imperialism, World War One, some other things. Uh, I think we kind of maybe exhausted some parts of that conversation. Uh, there were there were some clips that uh, Tristan sent us. Uh, that he wanted to contextualize. Uh, which one? Which one do you want to go with uh, first, Tristan? Um. Yeah, we'll play this. This. Uh, uh, this. This. This video we can see here first. Okay. Um, so that's um, about the. Uh, it's so it's kind of a standoff between the traditional owners, the Wangan and Jagalingu people, and there's like a whole. Um, contingent of police uh, trying to to displace them in order to set up the Adani coal mine, which is going to be one of the biggest coal mines um, in the world. Which is something we need to dig up more of. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously the, you know, the unprecedentedly massive and destructive fires we had where I think a billion um, animals died. I think that was the estimate. Yeah. That's, um, obviously uh... that wasn't big enough. So we need to burn more coal and um, get on with it make make the planet worse um, for everybody it's not that i yeah. believe that the fires didn't happen i just think that the numbers are a little inflated yeah this is the same thing that happened with trump and the leave you know, i don't know if leaf raking or whatever <laughs> there was this controversy about whether the fires you know were or were not related to climate change dear god he, a, yeah no yeah. He, well he, he talked to somebody who's in a forest forest nation and they said that you know you got to clear out the forest otherwise the trees fall down and they explode to be fair have you guys ever seen a climate change 
<laughs> no, I, I can't actually taste the climate change. So how do I know it's real? Honestly, I've never even seen a climate. That's that's fair enough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so so with this video, it's it's um it's I just want someone like so not only is it um undermining the the sovereignty of 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 the people, and I would say this is a good example of um of how you know the notion that colonization somehow ended is just totally false mm, because the, the the colonial state is continuing to expand it's continuing to celebrate itself i, w- I will add that it's monday here um in so-called australia and it's actually a public holiday celebrating the queen's birthday <laughs> oh nice very very wonderful yeah are you guys yeah. still? You so, guys aren't under uh, the the Queen's rule anymore, are you? It's like a Canada thing, right? She's on our money. I mean, right? She's she's technically. I, I googled it today. She's technically still the sovereign. Yeah. Oh so wow. That's, that's what we're celebrating. Huh. Dope. Isn't that <laughs> nice? God yeah. save the Queen. So, <laughs> fuck fuck Moldbug. You guys are the real like neo monarchists. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, before we play this, uh, I gotta say that there's some there's some direct parallels between this and uh, things that have happened in the the U.S. recently uh, with the the aforementioned Dakota Access Pipeline. Um, so we'll we'll go ahead and uh, we'll we'll listen to this clip. Well, we're gonna watch it. The the listener will listen to the clip. Um, <laughs> Where the wanging and jaggling do you hear us? Where the reason that mining companies fear us? I'd rather be a warrior than a gangster. But why do these all, all these politicians keep on making that bank, huh? Donational slaves from the start. Palmer, Adani, Reinhardt. The paydays for play dates, oh my god. Vacate in eight days or get barred. We're done with the poor black sentiment. We've been fucked before, but now I'm ending it. I'm a sentient. Do you get it yet? You're not getting it. Fuck the government. Fuck Adani. Fuck Clive. Fuck Gina. Bring a whole fucking army if you want to beat us. Crown land. This is our land. Come and get us. White man. Black man. Come and stand with us. Survival of the fittest. EI statements. Lie for your business. I'm going to die for this. This motherfucker's spitting. Yeah, that's dope. <laughs> First Nations, the birthplaces of burnt patients. In a prison made for division to hurt races. Murder cases, never get hurt, face it. This is absurd. Do we deserve to be hated? No. Is it justice or is it just us? Are you just as pissed because it disgusts us? I lost my brother to the system. Another mother crying here for her children. We're dying here while you're building. The fire is in the building. We're smoking them out. I'm hoping you can see these roaches have broken their vows. Burning it down to the fucking ground. Don't muck around with the black and brown fellas, never backing down brothers now. 3% of the population overrepresentation in the prison systems, but coppers keep chasing us. We were sent to the mission station, debilitated and separated. The feelings were negated because they hated us. Flora and fauna born into social disorder. Sons and daughters are torn because you can't support them. The government made an order to deport us beyond their borders, so they fought us and then they slaughtered us. Shoot on sight. Anyone who's not white, spear one sheep, lose your life. If the bullet doesn't get you, then the blankets will. Lace the small pox just to make you ill. Cyanide in the food, the genocide of the tribes. I got the right to be rude to a dude with white conservative views. Get your figures and your facts right. You called us niggers and coons, abos and blacks, right? You try to breed us all out, but now we're backfired. We're breeding like rabbits, and now it's taking back time. Every acre, that's mine. Sign the paper, that's fine. Put the haters in line, you're gonna pay for that mine. 
Damn, dude. All right. Yeah, that was a. Uh... <clears throat> so I mean, uh, is, is it is a uh, he he mentioned the blankets thing? Is that uh, is that something that that happened in Australia as well or? Yeah, intentional um, intentional poisoning. Oh, well, it wasn't intentional um, in the U.S., I'm told. Yeah, we, we did it because we wanted to make them warm. And then I, I, I saw a Stefan Molyneux video about it. Oh, and, Jesus Christ. And oh, that, no. that, that informed me about what actually happened. <laughs> <laughs> Stefan Molyneux was a great informer. Oh, right. Jesus. He's a, he's a learned man. But yeah, it's good to know that that's like just a thing that... Uh, it's universal with with yeah. I, I feel no. you know honestly. I feel in some ways that that's kind of cheating. You know, if you're gonna have your own genocidal institution, yeah, we did should, it first, guys. Yeah, you should. Uh, <laughs> you, should, you should like develop your own genocidal uh, institutions, not not just copy off of somebody else's paperwork. It's pretty lame. Um, well, I, they're all just British, right? Yeah, well, that's, that's, that's true. But hey, we're not know. we're not British, man. We're we're, we're cool. <laughs> we're cool. We're American. Um. Wow. So yeah, that, that's actually interesting to hear that that was used uh, the same way. Um, I noticed that uh, in there, he said that there are three percent of the population, but obviously overrepresented in the uh, the prison system. Um, obvious comparisons can be drawn between that and Native Americans and African Americans and in the U.S. Um, African Americans technically aren't, you know, they they weren't colonized necessarily here but you know they were brought from their own country so um against their will so uh that that still that still counts in my book yeah um yes so so totally active genocide like yeah yeah it's just they they imported people to genocide them uh that's it's extra steps. Yeah, that's uh, that's and kind slavery, of I, I've never really also thought about it here. that way before. I think, and, right. and that's uh, like extra obscene to me now. And slavery yeah. existing in yeah in in Australia. And uh, the PM denied it, and then yeah, anyway, <laughs> Jesus. Oh. oh, good. It's just such a Who, yeah, who's your? I'm I'm sorry. I'm not I'm not like too savvy on Australian politics. Who's your prime minister? That's okay. right it's now? always changing. Anyway, he, he's so from the, from what I know, he's a shithead, right? He's a he's a evangelical. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, remember because because um, we Morrison. we have an Australian acquaintance, and I remember when the fires are going on, she was uh, she was going off about how much he sucks. Um, I'm just yeah. I'm bummed that I no longer see um, Tony Abbott's weird bullshit, and I'm I'm sure everyone's really relieved over there. <laughs> but man, I. I have not followed a lot of Australian politics, but I did follow him a bit, and that was fucking hysterical. What a monster! He was, he, he was once trying to describe the um, the conflict in Syria, uh-huh. and he described it as baddies versus baddies. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That was. He wanted it on a level where you know the populace could understand. Yeah. What's happening. <laughs> what do you see over here? We have we have baddies, and then on the other side, there's also baddies. Wait, are we the are we the baddies? Yeah, I think uh, I think the uh, imperialistic forces uh, are the baddies. <laughs> might, might be bad. It might be bad. And this is where actually um, I wanted to uh, talk about something more more personal. Sure. Dorian, Go ahead. Um, you don't need to say my surname, but. Just you've you've seen it or read it or you've seen the image of me. Do you have any guess where my you know grandparents or parents or great grandparents are from? Are uh, could could you bring your your video back up? Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry. no, I, I yeah, see the yeah. name. I see the name. Well, now I yeah. see his face too. But one of the Italians. 
<laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> and and well, I've, I feel like I've got a quite a unique perspective on because I feel like Southern Europeans, and I'll just I'll just talk about Italians uh, specifically because uh, I can uh, trash them all I want. Yeah, uh, they're technically my people. They, 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 right. they can't um, get you on Idpol, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's interesting because. Um, well, there's, there's there's so much to talk about, but just within the context of of Italy as a as a as a colonial identity or not, or, or the, and the role it plays in in white supremacy. So, um, my dad's family is of more recent arrival. My mom's family um, came pre World War Two hmm. to this country, right? So, at the exact same time, um, my grandfather, my father's father, was in. Um, First, I think Ethiopia and Eritrea, because Italy tried uh, to invade East Africa or some East African countries, um, and I think Somalia as well. So he was part of a colonial um, invasion force, um, and then it was obviously fighting as part of World War II. And at the same time, my great, um, both my great grandparents on my mother's side were arbitrarily locked up mm. by the white Australian authorities. Um, purely for just being, they were actually Australian citizens. Like they'd already legalized their, you know, um, status as Australian citizens within the country, but obviously not counting as, you know, white enough and, and having, um, being, having been born in, in, in Italy, they were, and they were just sugarcane farmers. They were uh, locked up, I think for three or four years. Jesus. Wow. So both my grandparents have that memory of like being separated from their, from their, like, you know, police basically coming and arresting their dad and not seeing him again for like three or four years Fuck. so it's an yeah, interesting middle ground <clears throat> yeah no know? for sure yeah i uh i'm not going to take back what i've said about italians but <laughs> 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 but you have you you have my condolences yeah, yeah. You, you've, you've humanized them slightly <laughs> i'm softening well, well well this is and this is this is what 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 really bothers me is that um is that you know, especially me, like I, I'm darker for an Italian, so people often mm. think um, my ethnicity is Arabic or Persian or Indian or, you know, and and that's fine. But I guess the 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 issue I have is that Italians um, suffered a lot of racism when they first came to this country. For sure. And were called slurs, like everyone, or from my grandparents <laughs> to my mum to, to me and my brother at school, called slurs and kind of not allowed to be considered white or considered Australian. But now, now that the kind of popular discourse has moved on to other ethnic groups to hate on, um, rather than continuing to to resist against a racialized hierarchy, I feel like the vast majority of the Italian community has just joined the racism bandwagon. Oh, sure. And now that they're quote unquote good migrants. Oh, yeah, dude, that's, to, that's that's happened you know, with, and, uh, and with multiple. That. I hate uh, that multiple no, yeah. ethnic groups in uh, in america as well well um, yeah fucking every white racist that i know is uh whether or not they actually are they are very <laughs> proud of how irish they are yeah yeah, yeah. that's, <laughs> that's a huge thing here is irish pride for some reason which i which which i rescind my irishness oh because okay. i'm not a racist no, I, I take it back. You, you pull like a reverse Rachel Dolezal? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm no longer <laughs> Irish. I'm no longer German. I'm no longer any of the, uh... the cool white people things. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't... <laughs> 
That sounds like a positive move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of mixed on that front, actually. I, I think... I'm just not white anymore. I'm black. Yeah. Now. No. No. I, I think well, I, I think am it's, dull as all. Yeah. Uh, I think it's fine to for for people who you know consider themselves white right now to maybe look into their their actual ethnic heritage and i'm not saying like a 23 and me thing because that's just selling your your genetic information to mm. the government um mm. but uh you know kind of kind of rethinking how they how they view themselves you know uh i'm, I'm forgetting the quote but uh and i'm forgetting the person who said it uh, so this is this is a double <laughs> slam on me but you know a, a, a famous person <laughs> ah. and I, i've talked about him before and he's got a pretty wild history where he uh he was accused of killing like a clan member or something like that so he dipped on over to cuba nice but uh he had a quote that went along the lines of you know the, the white people need to rethink their their heritage as being white and start yeah. looking at themselves more as being, you know, Irish, German, Dutch, French, uh, you know, what English, whatever. Um, because, you know, this, this consolidation of all these, these races or not even races, ethnicities, uh, and nationalities into, into one, like, I guess, right. s- super, uh, uh, entity, uh, is is how these these power structures are maintained, and and it's a lie to to call yourself white because right. Well, you, it's it's what we we've talked about before, which is that whiteness is just the lack of racialized markings. Right. Yeah. Right? It's, so, it's, it's it's the idea of like a blank well, pure slate sort of thing. I heard it well. I I, I want to hear. Ahead, I want to hear thoughts about it's, this. It's it's racialized markings associated. <laughs> Sorry, I was gonna say disagree with us, and you're never coming back on. Yeah, son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. All right, go on, please. Well, I'll make it worth it then. Yeah, um, <laughs> go out guns blazing. <laughs> no, but it's not a lack of racialized markings. It's racialized markings that are seen as non-racial. Right. So okay. Fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, is, that, is, that is a fair interpretation. Yes. I you take your, your, your antithesis. <laughs> Because, because, and just, just to, again, like looking at my family, I've got family members that have blonde hair and blue eyes, hmm. you know, and they right. don't, they don't have the same sensitivity or the, or attitude towards racism that I have because no one gives a shit that they've got an Italian surname because they yeah. look white enough not to be constantly questioned right. about, because yeah. that's in Australia, that's the favorite question of, of white people to ask anyone new they meet who, who doesn't look like uh, they're related to a convict or the queen or whatever <laughs> is to, um, has these non non-racialized markings that you're talking about. Right. Um, the favorite question of everyone is, you know, where you're from, what's your ethnicity or the way you're really from, you know, um, yeah, basically right. like, tell me, tell me where your parents were born. I need to know now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's, it's very awkward. And, um, anyway, yeah. So it's, it's, I feel like it's not really about ethnicity. It's more just about the color of your skin. Cause if you just, if your color, yeah. if your skin color is the right color, no one gives a shit what your surname is. No, for I, sure. Absolutely. I've got, uh, uh, people I know in my life. Uh, one of them is my brother. Uh, he's, he's very white presenting compared to me. We, we have the same father, same mother, and he's very white presenting. And, you know, he, just because we were related, he got a little bit of, of stuff when we were growing up, but you know, he, he's never really, I think had the same experience I've had because I I'm much darker. And especially if I get out, out in the sun for a little bit, I, I can get pretty, pretty dark shades of Brown. Um, 
and and you know he the the way that people treated him and I uh, were was very different. And you know I have a, a little brother who's who's genetically a half brother, and he's pure white. Um, and you know I I remember when I when I was a kid, uh, we would go to the skate park together sometimes and stuff like that, and the cops would kind of like harass me a little bit and he would they would never harass my little brother who was like usually nearby you know skating or doing his own little thing or whatever like that but they would come up to me and kind of harass me a little bit like hey are you selling anything stuff like that you know um it was a it was a very white town that i grew up in uh and you know there, there were other white kids there obviously that didn't get get harassed and um yeah the 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 uh, the, the the marker of of you know skin color is definitely something that uh affects your your experience in any colonized nation for sure um and i feel like go ahead i was gonna say i feel like it's it's connected to this myth that um white people's presence here is legitimate so in order Mm. to 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 not even have to defend that they force everyone else who doesn't fit that to constantly have to defend themselves right yep it's like a kind of like a preemptive strike. <laughs> like, don't question my legitimacy here, because I'll keep making you explain your legitimacy here. You right, know, as right. though there's some kind of difference. Yeah, and that's uh, you know, in in America, uh, the 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 reasoning that was used for all the atrocities committed against Native Americans was manifest destiny. Uh, manifest destiny means that you know God has provided us this land for the white you know race, the the European settler. Um, so we're entitled to it, even if these dirty savages think that we're not entitled to it. Um, I would assume a lot of that probably happened in Australia as well. Uh, There's a similar that- doctrine called terra nullius, which is basically oh, yeah, that yeah, yeah. arguing yeah. that um, First Nations people didn't have any kind of civilization or any kind of um, yeah, society that, per se. That's much of how manifest destiny is kind of understood is, you know, we're, we're civilizing the savage land and this is how God would want it to be. So we have the right to, uh, to do this because the, the, the state as it is, is currently not aligned with, with, you know, the, and, and, you know, it's, it's kind of dubious as to whether or not they actually believed any of this stuff because most of the reason, well, not most of the reason, some of the reason, uh, the colon colonizers came over was because they wanted to escape that, uh, that, uh, the state uh itself. But yeah, the state itself. <laughs> um, and then, you know, another thing is, you know, this, this is still pervasive to this day. Uh, obviously with the coal mine thing going on in Australia and then, you know, with things like the Dakota access pipeline, um, the uh ruth bader ginsburg uh who was one of our supreme court justices died recently and uh one of her one of her rulings was about the dakota access pipeline and she used uh 1800s era law that basically was just a continuation of manifest destiny in that you know um any anything that uh is within the United States belongs to the white man essentially is, is what it is. I, I forget the exact wording, but it, it's, it's atrocious in, in, in its formation. And I think, you know, people that want to argue against ACAB, it's like, well, how can you kind of sign up as an enforcer of a legal system that was originally and continues to, um, 
you know, displace uh, First Nations people. Like that's right. uh-huh. that's the that's the purpose of the legal system. So if you're signing up to join, you know, to to be a cop, yeah, I just I just don't understand how good cops can fit within that framework. Right. Yeah. No, that's, enforcing shitty laws. That's, yeah, that's, you know. that's its own conversation in a lot of ways, I feel. Right. But it, it does loop back to what we were originally talking about at the very beginning of the podcast, which is this uh, this selective choosing of which parts of your identification and your history come together. Right. Like, I'm a cop not because of the whole reason that cops exist. (laughs) And I'm white, but I don't identify with all the horrible shit that my ancestors did that I'm also getting all of this awesome shit from. And also, yeah, you're black and we should view you as being black, but also you can't identify with your ancestors in that way. But also, I'm Irish and there were Irish slaves, so... (laughs) Yeah, it's a, yeah. there's a lot of really bad faith uh, yeah. arguments that go on in there. And when when you when you have all the guns, you can right. be right all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a, you know, there's a monopoly of force with the mm. uh, with the state and uh, the state has decided that they're going to use that to enforce racist doctrine. It's it's really funny how often it is that the people that use the well, history is defined by the winners kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also deny that history is complex and subjective. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, not that that's what we're doing here, but uh, <laughs> the people that I was talking about before. Yes. Those yeah, people. The, you know, I would those say those people. Dorian, I'm curious if yeah. you have some kind of um, complex uh, philosophical or um, theory term for this. You know, when you're so ignorant that you're not even, you're ignorant about how ignorant you are. Yeah. I mean, that just falls into the Dunning-Kruger thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think so. No, yeah. um, I think so. Can you? Oh, Dun- Dunning Let's imagine Kruger. as a listener. Yeah. Oh, not yeah. necessarily me. <laughs> that doesn't know that. Okay. Yeah. The the Dunning Kruger effect is the um, once you get a little bit of information about a subject, you think that you're an expert suddenly, uh, and as you gain more information about that subject, you realize how little that you know, uh, and theoretically, at the very far end of this. You become a genuine expert, and then you your confidence about it kind of equalizes or increases a bit. Uh, but yeah, it's generally described as the effect where if you get a little bit of information, you think you're an expert on something when you're an idiot. Yeah, that's pretty. pretty yeah, because I would say that, and in in both in both countries, you know, people think they actually have some kind of knowledge of the history of the land they're living on right. and the yeah, reality right. of it. Yeah, and well, you got yeah. you got a lot of people in the south here that you know claim that. Uh, the Civil War was fought over states' rights. To, to um, what? Yeah, and, and <laughs> you know they, they never have an answer to you know what states' rights were being fought for. Yeah, um, I mean it's it's one of those dangers of uh, working with any large abstraction and and allowing yourself to use that as an answer for anything. Because I do it all the time. Obviously, I'm a very abstract thinker, and I work with abstractions. Uh, but uh, as soon as you allow yourself to say, "Yeah, I mean this war was fought." over this abstraction uh, rather than material mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> material reality, uh, things get pretty fucky and bad. <laughs> Always consider <laughs> material reality. 
Uh, so we've got uh, we've got six minutes left. Oh, fuck. Um, and I think we're we're kind of reaching a point where we could probably. We had one more video or something, right? Yeah, we do have one more video. Uh, so if oh, you right. would like to uh, give us a little context on this before uh, before we play it, it's a three second video. So there's there's obviously a, we don't have time. Yeah, we we don't <laughs> have time to to go over everything in here. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I would just say this is this is like a perfect um, uh, encapsulation of the kind of um, denial of of the ongoing uh occupation of of sovereign indigenous land and so this politician um who unfortunately has actually been elected to the parliament oh um, wonderful yeah and her hair is orange and the color of her party's you know symbol or whatever is also orange i don't Uh, know so so did she like specifically did she specifically dye her hair to fit in with the the party colors no it's her own party oh okay so maybe she made the party in honor of her hair, I don't know. You know, all um, of our uh, but everyone yeah, in the Democratic one Party is, has uh, blue hair. So. Okay, so it's One Nation. Her one name nation. is Pauline Hansen. I believe earlier you, right. d- you described her as a uh, Mitch McConnell type, uh, <laughs> which any any yeah, she, of our, she any recently of our passed, uh, or she she tried to pass a motion in our Senate, um, in the Australian Senate, that uh, the Senate, the motion was it's okay to be white. Oh, oh man, good. that's. That's yeah. so analogous to things that then, are happening in our country that it's scary. <laughs> and then the, the major party, which obviously doesn't like our Republican Party, which doesn't want to be aligned with overt racism, um, a whole bunch of senators. Just quiet from that racism, party, right? That's right. Um, a whole bunch of members of that party accidentally uh, voted <laughs> yes on that motion due to a. Uh, um, a clerical error or yeah. administrative error. I think that was their no. argument. They, they, that's genuinely. You know, it'll it'll that's happen. All the, it'll happen all the time when I'm like running yeah. this thing that I'll press the wrong button and then I'll accidentally endorse a genocide of other people. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's completely reasonable to to assume that this was just an accident. That's right, amazing. So this is uh, this is Pauline Hansen talking to what looks to be uh, mm-hmm. an indigenous group. Am I correct in? Uh, so yeah, they, they I, think, I think they workers. work somewhere near. Yeah, they, they appear to yeah, be workers. So, so this is this is during the um, alleged debate, which I don't <laughs> think there really was ever a debate, but they tried yeah. to act as if there was one sure. about whether um, white people or whether um, people should have access, um, namely white people or non-indigenous people, should have access to to a sacred site called Uluru. Ah, big, Uluru. Yes. Um, okay. Rock. All right. All right. Here we go. Three second clip. Where's my land if it's not Australia? <laughs> what? <laughs> so, so Pauline Hansen says, "Where's my, yeah, where's my land if it's not Australia?" And and one of the uh, girls she's talking to says, "Um, England." <laughs> I just love how embarrassed she feels for her. You know, like, yeah, like uh, this is this is the wrong road this? to go down. Yeah. Like, <laughs> And but I feel like that really sums it up. Is that there's this um, sense of <laughs> entitlement that just no amount of evidence, no, you know, it's just it's impenetrable. And yeah, I don't know what the solution is, and, that, and that's and why you know, I listen to podcasts. I, I believe in you know open borders to an extent. Um, yep. And that's that's you know an, another conversation that we could get into for a long time, probably. But uh, when when you 
it, it's not open border policy to come in and you know start decimating the local population and, <laughs> and then plant your <laughs> right. flags and then call it all yours uh so you know there, there's there's a possibility that if this was done another way there, there might have been some kind of peaceful settlement agreement um that that could have been maintained uh but since it was done in the way it was which is through uh war and genocide um yeah, it really does make the argument that, like, maybe you should just go back. I don't know. <laughs> and also the notion that, you know, of indigenous people wanting their land back isn't isn't that they're going to treat white people the way white people have treated them. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, it just means exercising actual sovereignty over their, you know, exactly. Land. Yeah. Like, yeah, there was there was a, a woman and her name was Kimberly something. I'm forgetting the rest of her name. I'm I'm off my game tonight. Um <laughs> But, uh, you know, one of she went she went on a rant during like the start of the Black Lives Matter protests, like really kicking up over here. And she said, you know, you're all you're all lucky that black people want equality oh, and one. not revenge, um, which I think is, mm. is a succinct way of putting that. Right. Uh, well, um, totally. we've got a minute left. Uh, do you have any any parting words before we, uh, we boot you out of here? Close this thing up and uh, call it a day. No, it was, it's, it's been such a pleasure being on. Maybe been great having you on. You and Dorian have a chat about, you know, if, if I'll ever be on again. No, no, no. I, I think, a, uh, I think we'd be more than happy to have you on again sometime. Um, I'm open to it. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Hey. We, uh, we, we plan on, or I at least plan on doing more things like this. I'm sure Dorian uh, will get dragged into it with me because that's what I do. Yeah. I'm uh, actually talking to some wanna, people behind wanna... your back. <laughs> all right i want to do more theoretical discussion of whiteness as a as an ideology that'd yeah. be great for us yeah. yeah we'd be happy to you do know. that all right well thank you for joining us tristan uh we're gonna go ahead and close this meeting up and then i'll do a little outro and uh this will be posted up a little bit later tonight all right take care brother. thank you so much guys Have thanks for coming lovely on. being on hey and a uh, happy birthday Bye. happy birthday oh. <laughs> and shout out to schmoopy 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 all right tristan <laughs> have a good one is Schmoopy like a racist YouTuber or something? <laughs> Schmoopy. Who the fuck is Schmoopy? Uh, I think it's their version of Snoopy the dog, like from Peanuts. I don't. I think you're lying to me. No, I, I think I think that might be a personal friend of his. Yeah, I figured that's the case. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that was a pretty good conversation. Um, and you know, I'd, I'd be more than happy to have him on again. Yeah. Um, you, you mentioned that you're talking to people behind my back. Yeah. Uh, yeah okay. I mean, hopefully they, they have fewer disagreements with me than Tristan yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. That, that one, uh, that was a very contentious edit. moment. I, yeah, f- that, I felt, uh, I felt like a sweat come over me. I was like, Oh uh, fuck, this him, is it. Him slightly modifying one of my statements really yeah. it's I, it got me steamed, man. And I don't know if I want to ever do that again. So we're going to pre-record <laughs> these and we're going to censor them as much as yeah, possible. We're, we're going to edit them from now on. <laughs> this this but, is no, technically, yeah, this is technically uh, being recorded and, and, and then could be edited but no it's, it's been a long day and i got work no. tomorrow so we don't we don't do that shit we're all right but yeah I, i've got some people uh in the pipes uh, a couple people i've mentioned to you in the past uh, but it, it, things are slow moving and a couple people yeah. that are new but okay yeah buddy all right well uh, thank you everyone who listened uh hopefully you you picked something up out of this i think uh tristan was very informative about uh the relationship between indigenous and uh, colonized people or colonizing peoples in Australia. Um, Obviously a lot of parallels between 
the US and Australia, which is unfortunate, but yeah. it's better to know than not know, I think. Um, True that. I mean, that's the point of this, right? <laughs> that is the point of this. So this is a... This has been a special international talks episode of the Benzo Rehab Dungeon. Uh, thank you for listening. We love you. Please take your medicine. Take mine too.